If you don't work, you don't eat. I love that part of that snippet, man. That was fire. That Listen, is fire. I'm just going to say this out the gate. If I was in Gunna's situation, I would be singing like a fat lady sings, all right? If I was in Gunna's oh, situation. Sure. If you were in Gunna's situation, you would be, listen, officer, I could tell you what, who, where, why, when, how, all the five W's plus some. But I would be in my Bobby Valentine. I'd be like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. But also, like a we, yeah, look, exactly. We have never lived that life. Never. I've never so it's, it, Yeah, exactly. So. It's tough for us to be like, oh, you know, he snitched and, you know, all that stuff is is like, I don't got no perspective on that. But when it comes to Dirk dissing Gunna, I found that shit hilarious. I Dude, that was that a fire hilarious. bar. That bar was fire, man. That bar was completely fire. To say that, man, no, mm -hmm. what happened to Virgil? I know you're going to tell. It's like the double entendre because they already have that song, What Happened to Virgil, yep. which is a smash hit. And for Lil Dirk to go out of his way to disc Gunna, considering how many great records they have together and their catalog alone, it goes to say, man, he really is the voice of the streets because he's not messing with that at all. And we ain't well, from the streets, none of that type of stuff, like we spoke about <laughs> before. We, we suburban dudes like Kodak says. But um, the first domino has fallen. And Lil Dirk was the first person to drop that domino. Okay, First I will person say, to come out and publicly disc Gunna. I guess my, my thing is like, okay, you know, hey, this is the No Good Podcast. We like to look at things from like a music industry, bird's eye view, music point industry. of view, right? How <laughs> does... Yeah, how does how do, don't kill me? How does that change how Gunna is accepted into making music again? And I'm not I'm not gonna say uh, I'm not gonna say this is an apples to apples comparison with Six Nine and what happened because it's not. And he's and Gunna it's is not Six Nine is a little bit more more different to be yeah, honest. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. A little agree. bit more different. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And also, Gunna is ten times the talent Six Nine was. Oh, for sure. Gunna makes like, dude, uh, Meg Gala, dude, the yeah. live rendition of Meg Gala, super fire. But we're both very online. We are both. We mm -hmm. both look through the Instagram comments, the Twitter comments, the Twitter replies, and whatnot. And I guarantee yeah. you. When Gunna starts dropping projects again, <laughs> and the replies is just gonna be snitch, 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 snitch. You know, like the trolls are gonna come out crazy, and I wonder if that will overtake and supersede people who actually want to look forward to Gunna's music. Because I think there's a lot of people that will look forward to Gunna's music, but yeah. there will be a, a certain amount of pressure 
for him to either address the snitching situation or make it so that he's actually not a snitch with some PR stuff. So I have no idea how that's going to happen because in hip hop, the whole snitch thing is a, is a big thing. It's so massive. For sure. It's, it's like, it's, it's up there with the, the trope of like, you have to be writing your own bars, you know? And there's like an unwritten rule to that where it's like, you can't be not, it's, it might be even bigger than writing your own bars. Snitching is like, is not even just hip hop. It's on a street level thing. Obviously, again, we have no idea, but from, from what you hear in music and what you see in movies and whatnot, snitching, everybody knows the saying, bro. Why am I even trying to overcomplicate this explanation? Snitches get stitches. That is the, that is the thing that everybody has learned from when they were five years old. That was the first, you know, kind of like, what? That's an unwritten rule. Snitches get stitches. So I wonder what kind of stitches Gunna gets. Is it going to be the repercussion of his music not being as accepted? Is people are are people going to stop tuning in? Um, does he become less of a commodity? Do people in the industry mm-hmm. like Lil Durk stop fucking with him and stop doing collabs with him and stop produce you know producing for him? Whatever, right? Like, how does that? How does Dirk going out of his way to diss Gunna have a ripple effect on how the rest of the music industry approaches Gunna? You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely understand that as well, too. And I think that the whole little Dirk being the first domino effect is really going to, you know, swing the pendulum in a negative mm-hmm. way for Gunna. The only way he can come out of it is if he has a super fire track. Like, it has to be the most fire track like i know he missed his first day out but maybe he can still do a one month out and he drops <laughs> a fire fire track no like i'm trying to give the benefit of the doubt to be honest i'm still this to to, to gunner to be honest ds4 was a was a classic like you know what i mean i love that type type of tape from from gunner um especially mm-hmm. like poochie gown produced by metro like that's probably metro's top 10 beats for me personally over the past half a decade like that beat is super fire where he's dissing freddie gibbs like poochie gown is a phenomenal phenomenal beat but if he comes up with a good single i think he will definitely be able to ride the curve and surpass all expectations and be able to do good music but right now it's not looking good for him he's the reason why he's got to hope people forget but they won't they they won't forget you know why because lil dirk literally the voice of the streets came out and did his thing he does six nine when he snitches well too. We don't listen to boys in the club. You don't listen to rats. All that type of stuff that he said. Same thing with Gunner. The snitching allegations came out to the exact same thing, man. With that snippet that we heard, which is super super fire. So with Lil Durk doing that, we've seen the domino effect occur. We see Lil Baby unfollow Gunner on IG, on Twitter, on social media. Meek Mill, 30 minutes ago, unfollowed Gunna as well, too. <laughs> so we're seeing people like in that industry really not trying to mess with him. It, it was very, it was all quiet on, on the on, on the front, to be honest. It was very, very quiet until Lil Durk did what he did and actually dropped that snippet. Nobody was, was talking uh, trash about Gunna. Nobody was really coming out, except for Boosie. But like Boosie ain't really making music like that. But everyone was kind of so like, I, okay, so, so then I, I, okay. I, I see that. So does Gunner respond? Does he do a diss track back? 
does he somehow attack, as you say, the voice of the streets? Uh, well, he can't, man. He honestly really can't because I feel like so, everybody in his camp and us felt like the audio wasn't going to get leaked of Gunna telling in the um, in, in the hearing saying, like, yes, ma'am, to everything. I feel like his whole team didn't believe someone was going to sneak a camera into there because it was a snuck camera into that situation. Mm. That's the only reason why they got the audio footage in the video of Gunna saying, yes, ma'am, a thousand times. But if that didn't happen, and they were hoping that didn't happen, they'd even think it was in the cards to happen. Yeah. So they're in a uphill battle that they have to attack. But it's not looking good for Gunnaman. With the past Man, 24 thinking, hours, it's not looking good. I'm just thinking, you know, uh, in school, we, we learn, like, the whole prisoner dilemma thing where it's like, all right, you and, yeah. your boy, you and your boy are both arrested. He's in the other room. If you snitch, you all right, you good. You can walk out of here. <laughs> but if he snitches before you, <laughs> it's like, how's that? You know what I mean? So I'm just thinking about in Gunna's shoes, how would someone react to that? And, you know, the reality is, regardless of all this career stuff we're talking about right now, uh, mm -hmm. Gunna is still going to probably be hella wealthy. Um, he's still going to be... You know his his old music is definitely still gonna be streaming enough for him to to keep mm -hmm. some kind of revenue. I imagine he'll still be able to do public appearances and club appearances and you know performances yep. and things like that. So that'll still be there for him income wise. But in terms of growing and making his career bigger and you know before he got arrested, I think we were talking about like all right, who's that next up? Who's that guy who can get to like a Drake level? And we talked yeah. about some of these guys. We talked about a little baby. We talked about a Gunna. Um, and I guess Gunna had a chance to do that. I think there was a pretty good chance. Yeah, he outsold the weekend first week sales. Remember, yeah. you were shocked in the pod. I'm like, yeah, he outsold right. the weekend by what? Like 15,000 units? Yeah. But it's still yeah. a dub. That's crazy. It's still a dub. That's so crazy. I, see, see, this is this is predicament I meant, though. Because, like, I do not think he will be able to do that. I really don't think he'll be able to do that. Um, and if anything, I think... This I don't want to say it's like the end of Gunna's career. There's a way to get out of this probably, but mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like it's going to be it, – it's not looking too good for him, bro. It's not looking too good for him. Yeah. It's not looking very good for uh, Gunna Tello. It really isn't looking too <laughs> no, good for him. No, it's not. But, but hey, um, hey, hey, look, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of other – a lot of other prisoner dilemmas we got to talk about on this podcast, bro. Of course. Bring of it up. Course. Talk to me about the next one. So, man, it is crazy. So, we have YNW Melly's co-defendant. You know, the interview came out. I'm not sure if it was late, but it was with the police after the murder. After the murder. And they gave the whole backstory. So, after the murder took place, he sat down with the police and... um. It was it was it was crazy to see, man. So YNW Melly was accused of killing two of his best friends, uh, YNW Juvie and YNW Sack Chaser, and that whole atmosphere was very very negative from exactly what they did. The government and also like the local police was able to find forensic forensic evidence on the scene. They got surveillance footage of him and his co-defendant riding around with two dead bodies in their car trying to find the, uh, find the alibi. 
this feels like straight out of a, a movie as it really does like riding around with two of your friends your close friends and you murder them and you're just going to different locations going to gas stations trying to find an alibi smashing other windows stopping at different places trying to break like different parts of the car shooting blanks and shooting bullets and hollow tips at the car just to make it look like it was a drive-by all of this was so bad and before we get into it let's just insert this clip right here um uh, ynw melly's co-defendant talking to the police about the situation for my life trying to make sure so i don't get hit and you telling me you work, you tell me about this. I don't, man, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to make sure I don't get hit. I don't, I'm, man, I'm driving. I'm trying to make sure I don't get hit. You know what I'm saying? I, what I'm going to be worried about? I, I know it's not for you to worry about, crazy, but if you tell me it happened there, there's got to be some evidence there. There's going to be broken glass, just like there's broken glass over here from when you guys open the, the doors and stuff like that. Okay, there's going to be broken glass over there when the windows got shot out. There's going to be casings from the people shooting at your car. Okay, there's going to be stuff, evidence over there. Okay, right now, there's nothing, okay? Now, I kind of think I know what happened, because... I think, first of all, the, the case you described beforehand, um, as crazy as it is, <laughs> the, 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 you know, sometimes you get amazed at, like, how badly some people do these crimes and like how poor it is the way that they execute these crimes. Cause like, you really think like, dude, what were you even thinking? Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, dog, like to do that. And then to expect, cause I believe I remember, I remember seeing something about the fact that like he was expecting to get him, get on probation earlier mm -hmm. so that he can come out. And like, I just don't think that's possible because to me, this type of situation isn't even like something that's, I, I don't know. D does this situation to you feel way different than the, than like the young thug situation, for example? Like, uh, yeah, because like, I think, I think they have so much evidence. They have surveillance footage. They have tape. They have the hollow tips so i don't know if you guys ever seen like one of those like investigative shows the like when uh when you shoot a gun from a certain angle like the projections fall with like the shells fall within the car mm -hmm. and they can tell exactly where they land so if someone's shooting outside the car versus in the car so stuff like that and having all that type of footage makes it different than young fuck's case young well, fuck's case is more of like first of all they're dumb as speculation hell. seeing what's happening i'm not gonna lie they're dumb they're dumb they were dumb as hell two hours bro they were if they were shooting from inside the car acting like it was a drive-by that is some of the dumbest yeah, yeah i mean like you can't really the, make the, that the, shit the up. stupidest thing ynw melly is the type of dude to pull up uh, to pull a glock with a switch out during a snowball fight He's that type of dude, so I feel no type of remorse for him in that situation. Uh, no, absolutely not. And, and a Glock I mean, would have switched during a snowball fight. It's happening. With his him. his mugshot. And now he wants be, to be a certain way. His mugshot has to be one of the most terrifying things because you know that he just murdered two of his best friends, and his in his mugshot he is just smiling his ass off like he's the Joker. Like it, 
it really is that's it's some troubling stuff to be honest with you in all honesty i it's kind of freaky to to talk about because you're like man that that person is not well <laughs> like that that person is is not well whatsoever so i i mean i don't know man i i think the the whole ynw case and like the the co-defendant leaking man it's just wild to consider it's it's crazy to see what people will yeah, do for it, for clout right because because correct me if crazy. i'm wrong connect correct me if i'm wrong but like that was part of why he did it right like he murdered his friends so he could, yeah yeah Dude, am i am imagine, I miss, imagine being, am I the, imagine being the car with, with your homies no you're not mixing it up at all you're you're spot on like an, like an arrow 100 accurate imagine being in the car with your homies and one uh, and and your YNW Mel Melly allegedly saying like yo I need a muse for my new hit song and he pulls on the burner and he murks two of his close friends and then he goes into the booth and other YNWs murder on my mind real. and he mur- he mur- and he makes murder on my mind he wants a muse he pulls out his, his Glock with a switch like we talked about in the snowball murder party. on my mind that's the song i'm thinking exactly about, thank you and people you. ate it up people love that song people that love shit. that song yeah they Honestly, paid for his doritos in jail they paid for his yeah doritos it, in jail it, for they real. paid for his commissary his doritos in jail um his hotel flip-flops his toothbrush his floss his toothpaste all that type of stuff he mm. was like the one of the most rising artists in 2019 he had murder on my mind and then he had uh what's the song called again? Uh he had mixed personalities with Kanye West as well, too. He made remember a that song, song in Kanye, I, did, I don't he had mixed that. personalities with Kanye West as well, too. And that's all I did not fire. know he made a song. But looking with back Kanye in West, hindsight, that's funny as hell. I mean, yeah. I like I mixed personalities is that for damn show, because that's exactly what's that you know what I'm not gonna get into that too much, but like at the same time. Mm. Brother, it's just it's crazy to see what people do for clout. And speaking of that, speaking of another situation that is almost identical, almost like it's the almost identical almost. situation. Take K mm-hmm. with the race, right? Which is also another song mm-hmm. that went crazy. It went crazy, absolutely yeah. stupid on charts. The beat, the beat to this day gets used in arenas. Fine. In clubs, in freestyles, <laughs> you could hear what, that you shit. the basketball game. I'm like, what's going you on? You could right hear now? this shit. I know men are in a fucking here. Raptors like... game. Yeah, exactly. You can hear this right? shit in a Raptors game. So my question is, he did the almost exact nah, that food's same thing. Fire though, to be honest, that food is fire. Yeah, it's crazy. It goes, it goes stupid. But he did the exact same thing as exactly Y and W Melly, right? same idea committed a crime i believe it was murder and made a song about it made a song yeah. while he was on the run called the race yep <sighs> so and he wants speaks and he wants, to, he wants to come home right he wants to come home. yeah he wants to come home he speaks about getting sentenced to 55 years in prison yeah. he was eligible for parole after 27.5 years so he'll only be eligible for a parole in 2047. But he says, and I don't know how he has Twitter or a phone in jail, but he says, I bet if I was a little white kid, they would have given me no 55 years for a crime. I was alleged to play the most insignificant role in when I was 16. They would have rightfully argued that my mind wasn't fully developed and gave me rehabilitation and a second chance at adulthood. Huh? 
funny how both Tay K and a YNW Melly plays the whole ooh, my mind hasn't been fully developed. I've bound have been crazy, to be honest. You can't and blame I don't, them I don't for have no trying. for them. You can't blame them for trying. Can't blame, can't blame the lawyer but for also, trying. Yeah, can't blame yeah. the lawyer for trying. Not at all. Exactly. Um, look, I will say, um, I, <laughs> I, I don't want to say he has a point. He does not have a point. I do think that the law is so, so much, agree, yeah. I, I do think the law is definitely more lenient when it comes to and I'm sure you have some statistic you can pull out that proves this, but yeah, for sure. the, the law is definitely more lenient and less lenient to people of color. So yeah, I would imagine if it was yeah. a white dude, they would be much more. And that is a sad, sad a reality. Percent, yeah. Sad yeah, reality sure. of the court system that we live in. Um, but at the same time, he murdered someone. And uh, yeah. I want to make sure yeah. we got that right. Are, are we 100% sure he was part of a murder case? Because 55 years makes it seem like he is absolutely part of a murder, right? Uh, 90% sure he's part of a murder case. Yes, rapper convicted murder. Yes, you're right. You yeah. can't get that many years with not being, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even though he was 16, there are there is some sentiment to what he said about like how the legal system works in America and how bad it can be for people of color. And, you know, you'll get longer sentences. We've seen it time and time and time and time over and over again but that does not yeah. negate the fact that you murk somebody you know what i mean yeah you murk somebody you made music you signed a 720 tony hawk flip deal to the label and they took all your money so while you're in prison for 55 years and your family's starving the label's gonna eat off every single dollar that the song makes and your whole entire catalog so think about that while you're in prison and look about what's gonna happen for your future and you know it, it, it's sad to say, but hip hop is in is, is in a bad state, and it's it's really bad. People are dying left and right, yeah. and I know me and you are both sick about coming on this podcast and talking about him. They either dying sure. or being incarcerated. A lot of people from 2016 to what the past like six years or so, it's it's been bad. It's been really really bad, yeah. and it's just yeah, a no continuous no wheel of bad stuff. Whether being incarcerated or being put under deep, you know what I mean. So it, it, it is tough to say, to have a little bit of remorse for this type of situation. When the blueprint's been around for at least three decades now, you have the blueprint. My gosh, we've seen documentaries on Netflix mm -hmm. about hip-hop and the come-up and exactly what to do. When you get to a certain level of fame, you reach out. You know what I mean? I love Kodak. Master P was trying to tutor him. He didn't want it at that time. But you can do stuff like that. Go out to the OGs and you know negate the situation, man, because you're making a lot of money, so. So I think one of the biggest parts to everything we've said today is the fact that a lot of a lot of the reasoning behind some of this stuff, take a mm -hmm. YNW Melly, mm -hmm. it was for intention, right? It was also like I'm I'm not trying to get into the societal aspect of this ve like very deeply because there's so many ways we can go about this. But at the same time, I think the sure. desire for attention um, has taken has is at an all time high with this social media era. But also, it's given people a certain level of a chance to break through. And when economically there are sectors of people, there are communities that cannot or have like a, a glass ceiling that they cannot break through, it makes it so that you end up having people more desperate, more desperate to break through in that sense. And I'm not saying that like YNW, Melly, or Tay-K are 
are necessarily yeah. like that's the reason but it is a reason that a lot of people end up resorting to crime or end up resorting to doing something outside of what they may be able to do in order to sacrifice for talent that is something by the way that doesn't just apply to hip-hop artists around the world sure. get taken advantage of consistently when it comes to freaking movies and acting and whatever the hell and modeling and mm -hmm. doesn't matter any kind of creative industry you see people continuously getting taken advantage of and when it comes mm -hmm. to when it comes to breaking through in those genres those are the ones that have the biggest payoff because being a creative means you rake in so much money so that means people that are more desperate to get that attention in the first place end up wanting to go for the highest stake thing, which is be a rapper, be an actor, be a whoever the hell, right? You They try to strive to that because that's all they damn know. Try to be a yep. pooper. Try to be a football player. Try this. It's like winning a fucking lottery, okay? All of this stuff is like winning a lottery. We strive for that. I think this means hip-hop. Like a lot of the other sectors that we see mm, need some see kind of, King. yeah, you see it. You see, Babylon, I totally agree with, with this. The I, okay. Look, so Bow Wow said, <laughs> Bow Wow said mm. he wants hip hop to have a board, a board, like a union in the NBA, something where, you know, there's an association, a player's association that looks out for the actual creative people which is in the nba sense the basketball players in in yeah. like literally every other creative sector there is unions actors have unions uh writers have unions okay yeah freaking models have unions mm -hmm. but hip-hop artists and musicians don't really have a union like that how crazy is that to you? That there really is no global, we are going to take care of hip hop artists. You yeah. There is none of that. And therefore, shit is just running rampant. Like, you see a lot of drug addiction. You see a lot of death. You see a lot of situations that people wouldn't mm -hmm. have gotten, wouldn't have gotten to if there yeah. was some kind of supporting figure or supporting organization there. Now, I understand how that brings into question the idea of like a, a corrupt organization. But at the same time, hip hop needs that. Not a corrupt organization, to be fair. Hip hop needs yeah. an organization behind it to be able to support these these artists because clearly from the 15 situations we just mentioned there needs to be one yeah it definitely needs to be one man like we're just talking about the previous situations as well too and how there needs to be more like oversight like some more guidance maybe from from elder statesmen because it, it'd be bad like it'd be really really bad like uh, we we're mentioning about all those people who've been incarcerated or been dead we look at you know Gucci's label, to be honest, and look at the artists he signed in the past three, four years. As you know, we yeah. had RP to you know to uh to Big Scar passing away. You know that was tough for him and his family. 
But a lot of other Gucci flagship artists have been incarcerated. We got Rollo, who was heavy in the hood. Rollo was giving everybody love in the hood. We got Fujihano. He's been in prison for a minute. And we also got Pooh Shiesty as well, too. You know, so it's it's a it there needs some more guidance to be taking place for for these situations because it's difficult when you have a label and then artists and then artists go to prison and they aren't able to make money for the family. The label's making all the money and taking care of everything. And they're rotting in prison. They're able to afford X, Y, and Z. And it is bad. But I don't know if a hip hop council would really work out, man, because then you would have a lot of gatekeepers. There'd also be a lot of people like saying, you shall not cross and not get this verse or get this type of beat. Yeah, I agree. But um, yeah, I mean, I look, would yeah, say something always... along the lines of like maybe a union or maybe a smaller degree where you have artists actually get paid who retire, like maybe some sort of like lump sum cash on a yearly basis just for artists who have paved the way but haven't re- uh, received the benefits of today's success in hip hop in terms of like the lucrative, the lucrative amounts of money they can make. Something like that would be cool for like the OG artists. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That's about I, it. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I mean, look, we'll see what happens. Cause I, I feel like maybe, maybe there is some inspiration there for something like this to get done. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. And I mean, I like Bow Wow's, you know, point of view, but, it is different than uh, basketball because ain't no independent hoopers like it is artists. So it, it's a bit different. Like when correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're really talented in basketball, you go to an institution. You even even you go overseas, you're still playing for a team, or you make it to the NBA. If you're a really good rapper, you have to wait for that one specific deal where you could get messed over, or you might be in a bad situation where you're trying to make it out the hood, and it's not like a really good deal and there's no unions for hip hop. So you're going to take the seven twenty deal and hopefully you can make things work out. Like how many times have we seen rappers still sell drugs and go to jail? Uh, Fetty Wap making all that money, selling drugs, going to jail because his deal wasn't good and he was getting screwed over. So I see what he's saying. Like it could be beneficial to, to the hip hop industry, but it's also difficult when, uh, Hip hop talent is it's it's not the same when it comes to to hoopers. It is it's not. But I don't know. I could be wrong as well too. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's beneficial, um, for there to be some kind of oversight in hip hop. How that oversight comes, how they establish it is like yet to be seen because I don't I don't know what the solution is to that to be honest with you. Gotta leave that yeah. to the smarter folks. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Bow Wow though man dude watching uh, I was watching um Tokyo Drift the other day. <laughs> that movie was hilarious man Bow getting his acting chops. I know we haven't gotten to what we've been watching later, but dude I was watching uh Tokyo Drift and then I thought of Tyrese Gibson when uh he was in he was in his house talking about oh he doesn't have money for this and now he's poor and then you pan in the background to like a waterfall and like, like a 12 foot transformer in the background and he's like yo i don't have money to do x y and z and everyone's like yo you have so much money 
or for my basketball <laughs> folks uh that time <laughs> when uh Lichel, uh Spreewell came out and said he didn't have enough money to feed his daughters, but he made 19 million dollars on his contract. It's just stuff like that, man. It was like it, it came to me when I was watching the movie. But anyways, that's a little bit of a long tangent that uh I found funny when I was watching the Fast and Fury series. <laughs> but we hungry. <laughs> What more do they want from me? I heard I heard they're they're coming out with a Passion of the Christ sequel. Call it <laughs> All right. No no what are we calling it? That's what we're calling it. No Yo, no no so, so Tell people, us what are we calling it. Uh like too preach, too religious, like you know, they were thinking of like different too fast, too furious. Um what's it called? Sequel. I saw it on Twitter, man. Oh. You know what? It's another it's uh, it's just down a rabbit hole of, uh, of things you see when you're online, man. <laughs> For some reason, I thought you were going to call it the Passion of the Heist, where it's like Judas is coming back, bro, and he's like on his money heist type of thing, trying full. to like rob everything. They got Wesley Snipes <laughs> playing Judas. They got Wesley Snipes playing Judas. <laughs> Am I my brother's keeper? <laughs> Insert a random scripture at the end. Listen, Hollywood, call us if you need us, man. Yeah, man. We got yeah. some original content for you guys. That's yeah. hilarious, man. Oh. <laughs> Wesley Snipes is Judas. That'd be hilarious. Okay. <laughs> we got Kodak Black, NBA young boy. After all this time, they finally squashed their beef. Insert this clip right now of them just finally getting on FaceTime and addressing each other. That boy talk, say bring us some uh, co co coconut rice with the jerk chicken. Coconut rice with the co jerk chicken? Yeah. She'll tell her I make all that. What's up, nigga? NBA young boy, what they do, bitch? What's up, nigga? Hey, 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 look. Hey, NBA. How you, how you, how you want? You want it? Well, how you want that shit, nigga? <laughs> Y'all boy eating good. Hey, look, when you get a chance, you gotta taste this shit here though. This is what I created. It got a little gumbo style, you, you, but it's you know they having all that shit, Louisiana. All that hey, ain't nothing bring people together like food, eh? Why'd they beef in the first place? Especially black people, man. They they've been beefing for a while, man. Just like stuff being said here and there, and you know, just like slight disagreements about something. Nothing major, to be honest. Nothing major. Just like. Yeah. Them disagreeing, him disagreeing, stuff like that. And it's just been a little bit of ruffling of the feathers. But um, I'm glad to see they coming together, man. I could fuck up some coconut together. rice, though. I could really fuck up some coconut rice. That clip you sent me just made me more see? hungry than anything. So, mm -hmm. Hundo See, it, it works out, man. Nothing brings people together like some like some good food, man. Yeah. Like I guess some, after some all the, food. like, after all the... <laughs> like beef we started out this episode with and court cases mm -hmm. and all that i guess having uh a good moment here where two artists like two real pretty yeah, big this artists. is great news yeah, these are two yeah. heavily big artists man we yeah. we talked several times about how much nba young boy streams and kodak black has been on a run that we've never seen before so i'm glad this one didn't end in violence and they just on facetime talking about how good food is and oh you try this i try that too like you know what i mean I respect NBA Youngboy fans, but I just, I don't understand how he has this much of a chokehold on people. I really don't. I mean, I, mm. it, this is not to hate on the music at all, but to me, it's no, just like, sure. whoa, like how, 
he's out here competing with Drake in terms of streaming numbers in certain categories. And I'm just like, where I don't even, I I wouldn't be able to tell you one time I've like just been hanging out and I hear, I, Mm. maybe I do, maybe I do. And I don't recognize it. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I have no idea. You know how we said, uh, triple X was going to have, um, that chokehold on the fan base as well too, for the younger generation. And he would be doing Drake numbers. NBA young boys from that same cloth as well too. So unfortunately, because of his, his passing, he didn't get to get to that limelight. And I felt he would have been even a bigger artist than NBA young boy. Mm-hmm. Again, no shade, but NBA young boy has you literally he's the voice of the youth and like the people under us of that younger generation. Yeah, streams are crazy, man. It's a different game nowadays. Streams are really crazy. It's really a different game. Really, totally. Yeah, not for the weekend game. though. Not for the weekend. Why? What do you do? The weekend breaks the all-time record for Spotify monthly listeners. He comes in at ninety-four point seven three million monthly listeners. Uh, what a weekend! Breaking records. I will say that this is Scarborough's own, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it is. Yes. That's Young weekend. MJ. That's someone able from here in Toronto, Ontario. Billie Jean numbers. He's putting up Billy Jean. He ain't even. He putting up Billie more Jean than Billy Jean. He's putting up weekend numbers. He's okay. Putting up weekend numbers. Weekend without the e at the end. All right. Mm, talk to him. him. Respect him. No, I mean, congratulations to the weekend. This is a wild record to break. And I think I think just to consider how up Canada has been and and more specifically Toronto, the city of Toronto has been since Drake since Drake the weekend and Justin Bieber have rose to the scene, has have come about. I just the rise of the city and the rise of the music industry in Toronto or at least the three artists from Toronto mm-hmm. have dominated the charts for this last 10, 15 years. Um, yeah. I think it does have a lot. Who, to uh, Drake, Weekend, and Cardinal? Stop it, bro. Um, no, Drake, Weekend, and Justin Bieber, brother. Those are the three mm-hmm. that that be rocking the airwaves consistently. And I'm not saying that just as a Canadian. They, If you go through... No, like, there's, there's numbers online. If you go through all these streaming numbers, right... Um, like just in general music streaming numbers if you pick out your top 10 there is no question all three of those artists that i mentioned will be in your top 10 not not your specific top 10 i'm saying in general audience viewership those three no question with drake and the weekend probably being in the top five with like the taylor swifts and adele's and beyonce's of the world that also do those type of numbers so I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, it's just crazy to see that Toronto, Mm -hmm. Toronto just like the sit, man, it's crazy that we have been able to witness the rise of the city. Like the fact that our, our, it's not our generation, but when we were growing up, when we were growing up, the city has also been through this massive change because 
massive renaissance yeah. yo dog like you go search up toronto in go search up a picture of downtown toronto in the 1970s like a bird's eye view, oh i've seen it yeah like a bird's eye view picture of downtown toronto in 1971 mm. okay and then go look at a bird's eye view picture of toronto in 2023 almost 50 years from now 50 years uh in, in the future if you will it is so different. It is easily one of the like most changed cities in the world. And easily. I think I think it is a lot of that has happened over the last 20 years. Um that has to do with obviously more money being put into the city, but also the creative people from that city being so massive to cultural things. And that goes Easily. beyond that goes beyond the weekends, the Drakes and the and the Justin Bieber's of the world. There is like Jim Carrey and Michael of Myers, course. who you guys adore, and uh, Russell Peters. And no, well, though, yeah, sure, but like, nah, Jim Carrey and Michael Myers off the rip are like two oh guys. for sure, yeah, of course, bro. Yeah. They they were doing box office numbers for. Let's not forget about uh, Neil Young, though. We 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 ain't gonna we ain't gonna skip Neil Young and then <laughs> Look, Celine Dion. I'm, I'm not, I ain't gonna yeah, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right. Too, you know? Hey, listen, but Celine Dion, where's she from? Mm, okay, okay. She's from she, Montreal. She's she, she, she from Montreal. Boom. Boom. I'm, I'm just saying that don't count. I'm talking about Toronto, the, the Montreal, Toronto specifically. Okay. In the in the in the ec, like in the like global perception of things. I feel like more people in the world know about Montreal than more people know about Toronto. And I think nah, nah, 100%. 100%. Sure. 100%. You know why? Because nah. Montreal has the allure to it. Yes, it was. Montreal was honestly Toronto's first big city. It was like the 100%. I will put money down on that shit. That, it, that like Montreal was the city to everybody that was kind of coming about toronto only became a big city i would say in the last 50 years but maybe even more recently in the last 20 years montreal in like the 90s the 80s early 2000s i guess if you want to say that was like hey we going to, <laughs> you know what i mean i i, I feel like it was we'll go like to montreal, montreal. Okay. I, hey, I don't know I don't know, especially with like the the Canadians and hockey. You know what? I I don't know. I think maybe I'm overthinking well, you, it. But... The Canadians was 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 rubbing the city like that. Was rubbing on Montreal like that, eh? Yo, they they have the most Stanley Cups ever. Of course, they were rubbing the city like that. I don't know. I guess I, so. I feel like now though, it's completely flipped on on its scale in terms of like how much. Toronto has grown. Like, was there a stat in 2016? Yeah, Toronto is, is definitely the bigger 1. city. 1.5% yeah. of the GDP or something like that. Mm. Him being uh ambassador for the Raptors as well, too, really helped. Yeah. Uh, those artists, Drake, Weekend, Justin Bieber, even our second tier, like, artists to do, like, a basketball pyramid skill, you're bringing down one more. Well, we had uh, Tory Lanez. We have Nav. And um, who else do we have as well? We have a couple, a couple artists on the second tier level who yeah. still do a hundred k plus. Like Tory Lane sold over hundred k, um, on his second last album, not his most recent one. You know, in prison. Hopefully, he has money in his commentary. <laughs> but Nav was like one of the most high streaming artists of last year. 
with his with his uh, his last album, which I enjoyed very very much. At least like 150k first week. So Toronto is in a very very good place. GTA definitely in general. And uh, yeah, for us to be working with man. Honestly, in all likelihood, all the, all the praise we just gave to Toronto is also screwing over our generation because ain't nobody here can it's afford bad. a house. <laughs> and, and it's bad. Prices it's are bad, hella yeah. crazy. Is this like they're competing it's, with? It's crazy. Like prices compared to San Francisco and like freaking New York Dude. in terms of cost of living. So like, I don't know if I want to come back. Like it may sound bad, but like in in, in Toronto, like simple houses are a million dollars. I'm in Australia. So I got an ad on IG for like a five bedroom house, uh, three and a half bathrooms for like 300K. Bro, I was in, I mean, yes, Australia is way more beautiful than the place I'm about to mention, but I was mm. in, I was in Cleveland. Okay. And they got, uh, okay. Hear me out for a second. All right. They got these, Listen. they've, they've got these lakefront properties, right? You looking right into the pits of Lake Erie. You were dead eye in there. Okay, it's a beautiful neighborhood, by the way. Me, we drove by. I'm like, God damn, this this neighborhood kind of feels like Stranger Things, but like in a great way, you know. It was like these beautiful old houses. They had the lights. I was like, man, this is this is cool. Um, and and we're driving by it. I'm like, yo, listen, bro, how how much do you think this house is? And I'm looking at a house, and it's probably a house. By the way, this is like. 10 minutes away from downtown Cleveland. So think downtown core of Cleveland. You're having these crazy, beautiful houses. Okay. It's probably like a six bedroom, six bathroom, old 1950s type house, but it's great, right? In Toronto, that house would go for, I don't know, like $3 million, maybe more. Okay. Wow. Two, let's say $2 million. Okay. Two. That's that's being conservative as hell. I'd imagine it'd be like three, three, three and a half million dollars. Okay. <clears throat> How much do you think that house in Cleveland was? 700K? Half of that. Cleveland price. five. Half of that price. It was $350,000. Wow. All right. Town under Cleveland. Okay. So that's the game plan. <laughs> this podcast is officially moving to Cleveland. Um, like, it was it it was shocking to me right like i could like it was just it was insane to me you could That's easily nice. very very easily purchase a house in cleveland no problems no questions asked if you wanted to um and it's just it's it's tough because it doesn't seem like there will be any fix to that in toronto anytime soon so i have no, no. idea how that's going to go and on top of that the rent community with like landlord and tenant that becoming more popular has just it screwed everything up because now there's like now there's people like being very selective with their tenancies like i'll be real with y'all for the people who are listening to this podcast right now y'all listen y'all are 45 minutes deep into this so I, i will be truthful i'm looking for a place to rent right now in downtown toronto okay don't do it. And have I, it, no, I have to. I have to do it. There's no, there's no. Don't do it. I have no choice but to because my wife oh. has has moved to a new job and we have to move closer oh. to the city. So, oh, correct. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. No, but but regardless, that is besides the point. These landlords, they can say yes or no to literally anybody, and you could be mm-hmm. the best of person. You could have all the money required, you can have 40 times, 50 times, 60 times how much money is required to pay rent for this place. 
and they could still say no. They could still say, like they did in my situation, that, oh, we're giving it to our niece, so we're not going to be you mm-hmm. giving you this unit anymore. They can give you absurd restrictions, like you can't have pets in the house, okay? They can give you wild kind of ass. So to me, it's just they've screwed it. They've they've screwed it. This housing market in Toronto is, up, is, yeah. is completely messed. And yeah, and and now the, up, the landlord renting system has made it ten times worse and more impossible for people to literally just find places to live. So I know we went on a tangent there, but is there anything else no, we have podcast related? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a good, that was a good tangent. To be honest, you you made me go to my deepest darkest places, man. I'm like, wow. I have to look forward to coming back home, man. Yeah, I heard it's a, I heard it's a landslide back home, eh, bud? Yeah, I heard it's real bad. But um, yeah, man. Speaking of battles, Ben, with the uh, housing market, KSI, Jake Paul, KSI, your segue, your segue. You could do better than that. You could do better than that. You listen. There's, there's... listen, man. I'm trying, man. We're <laughs> 15 minutes in. I don't know how you segue from you're good, you're uh, good. the yeah, the housing Toronto market. housing market into well into you, YouTuber you, final battles, but hey. I tried, yeah. man. I tried. That's what hey, we listen, do. It's not I good podcast, man. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the attempt, brother. It was honestly, I was, I was wondering how you would maneuver to that, so I appreciate it. Uh, so, what's going on with Jake Paul and KSI? Are they fighting again? Do I have to care about this again? What's going on? Um, maybe not too much, to be honest. I put it at the end of the doctor because it's like, yeah, we'll see what's gonna happen. KSI after he won, called the Jake Paul. We'll see if the fight's gonna happen, if it actually really takes place. But uh, it'd be cool to see. Be cool to it'd be a lot of would reputation on the line. Would it be? Yeah, because the loser who like the person who gets like knocked out, like you just can't go back to YouTube and do like daily vlogs. Like it's gonna have an impact to your whole like YouTube channel oh, and your growth. Kind of like how snitching would do to your growth <laughs> as an artist. Okay, come on. Someone's been practicing, eh? <laughs> a new podcast that you've been listen, on recently has really you've been fine tuning your your skills and refining them. Hey, listen, man. When you give me a little, little plug. Yeah, yeah. If you when when you when you have to dabble in the world of basketball podcasting, all you do is segues. Listeners, right? it's it, it's it. I I can't escape as not any part of my life. I go to my favorite, you know, uh, Toronto sports channels I've been going through for over a decade. S's face is propped up all over there. I go to other sites. People are quoting his tweets in the comments. People are fighting over stats and stuff like that. And be like, oh, this person made a good tweet. He's exactly right. All this type of stuff. Even if I don't talk to S, he's still engaged in my personal life on a daily basis. I can't escape this man. But even though I do say that I'm a little bit jealous because my roommate is from Iran and he was cooking today some onions, uh, which is pretty popular, I guess, for, for Persian culture. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, man, I talked to my, my bestie four hours a day. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't really talk to my bestie four hours a day, maybe four times a week at max. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, man, we'd be chilling on the phone. We'd be cooking together and all that type of stuff. So I did feel a little bit worried. He's like, yeah, we used to live together too, man. It was sick and stuff like that. Back in Iran, we had bear cats and everything as well, too. I'm like, okay, is he from, cool, is he from cool, Iran? Cool. Is he from Iran? Like, is he Yeah, from- both of my roommates are, are from Iran, yeah. 
Really? That is such yeah. a what a great situation for you. You're so used great to situation, man. Remember how to tea, bear tea in in the place. Of course. Um, bear turmeric just all over the place if we ever need a must. Just some 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 essentials, man. Some essentials that green stuff that moms be making, bro. I see homie be making that, uh, that like vegetable, makes, like spinach he makes, almost thing. He makes yeah, he be making that too, man. My guy. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate him. I appreciate him. Real one. Real one. Tell yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's what we've been up to. <laughs> well, yo, I mean, we've 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 uh waned very quickly from the Jake Paul and KSI topic, but I will say No, nah, this is just a, just a brief tip for tap, man. Like if brief, the ha- fight happens, we'll tap. see. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. yeah, we'll Jake see. Jake Paul we'll also see. wants to go into MMA as well, too. Don't do it. If you want CTE, by all means, that's what you want to do. But don't go fight people in the, the MMA bag world. Stick even... to boxing. The thing is, the bag no, is, the bags the bag are worth it, bro. If he goes to MMA, yes, he's gonna die. He's gonna die. I guarantee. He... I won't guarantee he'll die, but I guarantee he'll get some well, sort of brain it's damage. Just, it's just it's not even, boxing. Even after that, bro. Even besides that point, it's just a mismanagement of resources by him because he can make <laughs> he can make twenty five times as much getting mma and ufc fighters to come fight him in boxing exactly so so there's no reason i mean i really don't see the reasoning behind that it would be stupid for him to do it um stupid i was gonna i was gonna say we can kind of wrap this up by doing a quick what are you watching right now of course of course i'm literally right after this podcast so i told you all my wife is getting a new job so i i we have to move but because we haven't moved yet um i have to wake up at six in the morning to drive her oh wow to the to the ghost go bus station that's not a problem because it is almost three in the morning wait 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 wait. listeners if we're still listening the dedicated listeners s has to wake up in what like three hours to go and drive the love of his life no. yeah no look you i don't i don't have to i don't have to wake up in three hours because i'm not going to be going to sleep in these three hours i'm going to be watching the first episode on hbo of the last of us have you mm. heard that it is out? i have i have heard it's out First episode is out. I listen. Uh-huh. All the tweets, all the things I've seen about it, is that the first episode was Chef's kiss, was perfect, was everything, uh-huh. and even the reviews of the season have been like, "Wow, this might be the best video game uh, interpretation uh, to TV yeah. movie like ever." So that's saying a lot because it's been a really bad one. Uh, Dragon Ball, Halo, yeah, yeah um, exactly. that one with uh, Nick and Nathan Drake with uh, Spider Man dude and Mark Wahlberg, all of that. You can go down the list forever, baby. But yeah, <laughs> so if people are saying that, it must be good. It must be good. But that's cool. That's cool. Enjoy that. I might check it out. Me personally, BMF. Is back for season two, so I've been watching that for the last couple of days. Yeah, I saw the uh, episode two came out. Mm-hmm. I got a guilty pleasure. I watch Snowfall's coming out soon. Listen, listen, we'll get into uh Snowfall and uh next week, Snowfall, the main actor, 
and uh, Meek Mill going back and forth on Twitter. We'll get into that later on in another segment. But uh, um, yeah, hey, I was so going to ask those... you, by the way, um, mm-hmm. when it comes to this is this is a, a, a random thing because they've thought about the guy from Snowfall for James Bond. But who would you want to play the next James Bond? Uh, some white dude. You would just some some British white, some some British white dude. You just want to because it, honestly, dude. it wouldn't make any sense. Like if you had a black dude playing James Bond, and you, like you know a lot of the scenes where he's like hiding in, like those like social clubs and stuff like that, and the the the, the villain's trying to find him, and he like blends in with everybody else. They're gonna find that dude in zero point one seconds. Like he's not gonna blend in with any other people in those destinations that he's going to. It's, it's not gonna work out very well for for if they had like a black James Bond trying to go into like a social club. <laughs> in like Prague or something like that, they're gonna find him right. immediately, or as CI says, expeditiously. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'd probably have to explain that. I wouldn't want to see it'd be, be very hard to maneuver that situation, right? So, I mean, keep it the, with the cool characters, to be honest. I've been loving the Bond series actually recently. I've been watching back and going through, uh, I've been watching every episode where the Bond character changes. So, I've been watching that pivotal movie and the pivotal movie and the pivotal movie. Yeah, I like, I like them. I like them all. I like uh, Casino Royale. I like uh, what's a uh, Goldfinger, Gold Member, whichever one it is. That was time all of that, ago, man. Though. I've been watching a lot of that. Yeah, I've been watching the classics every time. Like the actor changes every like half a decade or every almost decade. I go back and I watch that movie to see what the directing point of view is. Like how they're gonna revive the franchise. So I watch stuff from like seventies, eighties. Yeah, I've been doing stuff like that, man. I've been going through like, like random movies. And like trying to see like director's point of view and like how they're changing the characters and you know involving the the plot point of what is James Bond. So uh again, yeah. completely completely random to what I'm about to say, but um I I need you to watch two thousand and one a space odyssey. I watched that movie on the plane. Yeah. And for the people on the plane, who... yeah, I haven't watched it, yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, you watched it already? Nigga, I was right next to you on the plane. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you didn't sit there and watch it with me when I was watching it. So. No, no, I just heard you and Jeff talking about it when we came off uh, off the plane. But I was so tired of the point. I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to hear what they're saying right now. <laughs> okay, uh, well, well, listen, do a favor and don't watch it on a plane. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest mistake I made was watching it on the plane because it was totally. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into, and as soon as I started watching it, I'm like, "Holy shit! This is like I've committed. I have to continue watching this on the plane." But I don't know why I decided to because, like, that is meant to be seen in a IMAX movie theater like experience with maybe even freaking moving seats. You know what I mean? Like, you need to have that. Mm-hmm. Stuff. Um, All right, I, I would recommend 2001: A Space Odyssey or mm-hmm. Doctor Dre 2001 Studio Album. Which one you got? <laughs> I will still give it to Dre because 2001: Space Odyssey. The story just makes no sense to me. I gotta rewatch it, but the first time. All right, and... all right. There you have it, folks, man. There you have it, folks. The the man has spoken, man. The Battle 2001. Couldn't pick up a better question to end the podcast myself. <laughs> but until next time, it's boys from the No Good Podcast. We'll see you soon. Yeah. Yeah. The world is so small till it ain't. Yeah. I'm building up a wall till it breaks.
She hate it when I call and it's late I don't wanna keep you waiting I hope I never keep you waiting Yeah I think I know it all But I don't